I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Chot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're breaking down the first trailer for The Last Jedi. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Before we go too much further, a note from our sponsor is you, our Patreon subscribers. Uh, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part, by, of course, by you, our awesome Patreon subscribers, and we have made a little change to the reward tiers. Yes, you should talk about that. The Slack team is, we we went and solicited some feedback, and the overwhelming response we got was um, a lot more people would be interested if we made the Slack team the $1 reward tier. Mm-hmm. So we have. Yep. So $1 at Patreon, gets you into the Slack team where you can hang with us and other listeners, and we do source a lot of the content we do for this show and other shows from Slack. And the $5 tier now is going to get you, uh, it's going to let you take part in a monthly mini-podcast in which you get to ask Nancy and I anything. Anything? Anything. Do we have to answer everything? To be determined. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's also going to feature a call-in segment where if you happen to be around when we're recording the show, you get to Skype into us and chat with us while we're recording. Yes. And we're going to give away some swag each month. Yes, because we have swag. We do have away. swag. We have a lot of swag that we yeah. need to get rid of. No, don't say it that way. Say we want to give it to our listeners. Well, we do want to give it to our listeners. But, but we it's have a lot up of room stuff. in our closet. We need to clear it out. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff, and we want to share it with our friends. That we do. That we do. <laughs> so yes, um, again, one dollar now. It's just a dollar gets you into the uh, Patreon exclusive Slack team. Yes, and a lot of fun happens in there. It and does. Get to hear me talk about books. Absolutely. Uh, we preview a lot of what we're doing, what's uh, projects that are coming down the pipeline. Um, and if you just want to chat Star Wars with us at any time or anything with us, it's a great way to get in touch with us. Yes, definitely. So, yes, $1. That's it. $1. $1. One just one. A single dollar gets you in. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Every little bit helps us pay for the hosting fees that we've got, uh, helps us get some of our staff members to conventions, uh... Helps us get material to cover on the blog and podcast. Every little bit helps. Yes. And now it's time for Fixer's Flash, the geeky things we've been up to. Nancy, we start with you. Um. Well, I finished the, uh, let me see, 14th Rokosian book uh, on my read-through, Diplomatic Immunity. Um, and it, it was... It, it was not my favorite. I'm not going to say I disliked it, but I have, I have discovered that 
anything involving um setagandans and really anything involving setagandans i don't really like <laughs> so um but it it was it was good i mean i i don't dislike really any of these books even the first one though miles is insufferable in the first one <laughs> but um but yeah so that was the the 14th no Yes. No, that was the 13th because I think I'm, there's 16 in total I'm reading. But anyway, um, so I have three more to read before I'm done with all the ones I want to read. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm putting them aside for a little while because I, A, I have other books I want to read and B, I really am, am dreading um, finishing the series. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I also started reading Six of Crows, which is our book club pick for October. Did you know we have a book club here at Tashi Station? We do have a book club. It's really just a ulterior way for me to get people to read books along with me so I can talk to people with them. <laughs> and then I do a podcast every month. But uh, we started reading Six of Crows. Um, it's my pick, our pick for October. And... Um, I I had heard a lot of, you know, good things about this book. It was a bestseller. It was, you know, really, really ridiculously popular. Um, but I didn't really know what what it was about until and then it went went on a Kindle sale last year. And of course, you know my 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 deal with Kindle sales. I have to buy them. Um it's less than two dollars, Nancy's week. It, it is. Them. Um but a lot of friends of mine read it and um like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of YA, and I'm definitely not the biggest fan of fantasy, but this is, um, it's a really, it's it's the sort of fantasy that, that I like. I really like second world fantasy um, that isn't really focused on, like, magic or, like, mystic, like, creatures like orcs and elves and that sort of thing so like this book i i'm really really enjoying and um i i think it, it's just it's really good i'm like halfway through it and i i can't wait to finish it there's a sequel that i'm probably gonna read immediately afterwards because i've heard <laughs> it's like it ends on like i don't know if it ends on a cliffhanger but it definitely ends on you have to you have to read the next part so um and she uh the author is lee wardugo she is a fantastic author like dear god she's she's really good like i'm 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 reading this book both like in awe of the story and everything and i'm just like enjoying it and then i'm just like god like the way she words things i'm not never going to be able to write like that <laughs> so you know normal reactions to writing a reading a book and i've also been writing i'm trying to finish this book by our for a nano so i'm 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 doing the rebel thing and i i've started this book actually this was last year's nano book that i'm completely rewriting so um as is want to happen with drafts it is it happens a lot with me but um i am trying to finish everything i've you know rewrite everything this month and then next month i will basically write the second half of it and hopefully not go back and rewrite it all again Fingers Thumbs crossed. up. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. And that's what I've been doing. Well, you, I had one big thing. You were there for it, though. I was. You were. It was great. It was uh, your birthday 
You gave it to me as a birthday present. Yes, and- Brian's birthday was last week. Oh. Happy birthday, Brian. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, we went to see A New Hope in concert uh, at the uh, Dr. Phillips Center in downtown Orlando. This is, uh, this is one of those shows you may have seen um, where they showed the movie, but there's mm-hmm. a live orchestra playing the soundtrack. And it was amazing. It was so good. You you hear this familiar soundtrack, but you're not getting the studio mix version that you're so familiar with. You're hearing bits and pieces of the orchestra you normally don't hear yeah. during the movie. And ah, it was ah, I had so much fun. It was such an incredible experience. Yes. It was it was I really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm sad they're not doing the rest of them here, because I would I would go in a heartbeat, um, especially Empire, Empire. Oh yeah, I do I, Empire I mean, in a hot heartbeat. Yeah, I was and, and Jedi, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, Empire was one of the soundtracks I I listened to a lot over and over. So, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. What yeah. else have you been doing, Brian? What else have I been doing? I don't know. Um, Video gaming, working on D and D, or yeah, not D and D, but I'm working on a I'm working on a campaign or a, a Fantasy Flight Star Wars campaign. Back of my head, I'm thinking maybe this is a side campaign to have Dice and Droids, which we're hoping to restart soon. It's been mm-hmm. a a little tricky getting everyone together. Um, but, uh, hey, if you're listening to this, if you're a podcaster and you'd be interested in being a player on a side campaign, get in <laughs> touch with me. Yes. Because I have plans. Yeah. And it will be fun, I hope. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Which brings us, of course, to what's new on the blog. Uh, lots of things. Uh, we've got... The pilot episode of KanjiCast, which I'm going to let you talk about that. Okay, so the KanjiCast is a podcast that uh, Bria, Jay from 1138 and I are doing because we got, um, let's say, annoyed at having uh, sort of the Asian perspective sidelined every time we talked about Rogue One or Battlefront 2. Um, so, uh... We decided it's time to actually do a podcast in which we talk about Star Wars and entertainment through this Asian lens. Uh, so we did the pilot episode of the Kanji cast earlier this month. Uh, it should be in um, the regular uh, Tashi Station um, master feed. Uh, we're working on another episode for next month. We're thinking this is going to be a once a month show. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a little therapeutic to vent. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Kanji cast is, uh, in the Atashi Station mega feed. Go check it out if you're interested. Yeah. And we've also got new episodes of the Throngcast and Western Reaches. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, have several columns. We've got, um... Amanda was at Geek Girl Con and she wrote about um, the Looking for Leia presence there. And that is the documentary about uh, female Star Wars fans. That looks to be really great. Um, Bria also published an article today about Mandalore and Mandalorians and the difference in the portrayal versus 
between Karen Travis's books and then the Clone Wars and Wait. now what they're trying to do on Rebels. Specifically and, how it got a lot lighter in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, so, but it was it was a good article. So if you um, like Mandalorians, go check that out. And we've also got uh, comic reviews and uh, Rebels has started up again, which Yay. we'll talk about more next segment. But we've got um, reviews for the Heroes of Mandalore parts one and two, which we can finally talk about because you and I were at Celebration. We got to see the first episode and it was great because, you know, after the panel, you know, kind of was over and everyone was sad because they were going to end the Clone Wars. And But then yeah. we saw the trailer and it was like, yay, it's great. And then we're like we're gonna show you an episode and we're like yay because because they usually have a panel and then a screening that's how they've had it at other celebrations so um but they did this time they just showed it like right at the end of the the panel and you know i i thought people were really good about not spoiling it um but this was back in april so this was six months ago and if you haven't watched the two episodes Fast forward like 30 seconds or a minute because we're going to talk about it. So the first episode ends with Sabine thinking that the weapon she built for the Empire has resulted in the deaths of all these Mandalorians who are fighting with her and also her mother and her brother. Um, and that's how the first episode ended. And that's how we walked out of the, ce- the, the celebration panel. Yeah, we didn't, get that. we didn't get that second episode. Yeah. And it, that's how the last six months we've been like, holy crap. Like that's holy. Like that is freaking dark and laughing at everyone who says rebels won't be dark. You know, we see the episode again. We watch the episode and then the second episode starts one minute in, oh, they're not dead, they're alive. And while I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm also like really pissed off that we've had six months of thinking that they were dead. Um, and yeah, it was kind of annoying. And I, I don't know if I wish that they had stuck to that story, but I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about that. Yeah, go check out our review. We had mixed feelings on... Uh- those two episodes. Okay, we're done with the spoilers now. We're done with the spoilers. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome <laughs> back. Uh, hey, it's time for Deke's Dirt. Uh, news from around fandom, and there was a lot of stuff at a New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, one big news uh, was publishing news. Uh, there is going to be a sequel to Thrawn. Entitled Thrawn 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, no. Thrawn 2 Thrawn Harder. I, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Thrawn too furious. I mean, he is. Yes. Uh, no, be Thrawn alliances is what they're thinking it's going to be, and um, it is going to be a, a sequel, I guess, and it's going to um, involve a team up between Thrawn and Darth Vader to fight some foe, um, and this is very interesting. Because, um, spoilers for Thrawn, Thrawn ends at, with, um, Vader and, um, Thrawn meeting for the first time. Um, 
And this is right before season three of Rebels starts. That's what that's what they've said. He's he's been promoted to Grand Admiral. The the incident that they reference in the season premiere is is um you know is happens at the end of the book, and he meets Vader for the first time. Um, the the kicker though is that we know that Thrawn has met Anakin Skywalker before um, during the Clone Wars. Um, they've, they've fought together, I guess, during the Clone Wars, and, um, he is, so he's one of the only people who knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. Um, so the book, from what we saw from the publisher's blurb, it's going to have, like, flashbacks between Thrawn, with Thrawn and Anakin, and then present day stuff with Thrawn and Vader, which is really interesting and that's exactly what I hoped from the book. Like I I wanted the story of how Thrawn and Anakin met and, you know, worked together during the Clone Wars, but then I'm like, but I also want the story of after that because if Thrawn knows about Vader being Anakin, he's one of the only people who knows and that's awesome. So, I'm excited. And um also there were people who were like, oh, this is boring. Oh, yay, another villain book. Oh, yay, another Thrawn book. And I'm like, listen, this is when I'm going to rant. <laughs> Thrawn was- I'm just going to mute my mic for a second have at it. Thrawn was pretty much the most popular Legends character, period, end of story. And I, I say this as a Mara Jade fan. Um, I, you know, he, he- didn't live past his first three books, spoilers, but he's been in so many other books and just his legacy, like, just was in-universe and out-of-universe was so important to Star Wars as a whole. And to have him come back in Rebels was amazing. To have Timothy Zahn write a book, like, I mean, him being in Rebels was just, everyone was freaking out. But then they announced that Timothy Zahn was writing another book, and we were just, like, lost our shit. Like, holy crap, really? Like, that that's amazing. So, um, Thrawn, Thrawn, the novel for me, was, I, I gave it four stars. Like, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. Um, but I'm really excited for the second book, and I, I feel like this is going to be, like, the Allegiance slash Choices of One um, duology from Legends, where I liked Allegiance. It was good, um, but I loved Choices of One, and I feel like Allegiance set up a lot of Choices of One and just let it... It was a lot better, so I'm I'm really looking forward to the second book. And, um, you know, not everything in Star Wars appeals to everyone, so it's okay if you're not excited for a Thrawn book, but, um, you know saying you don't understand why they're doing this it's like because thrawn is really super popular like i know when they eventually announce something boba fett i'm gonna be like uh okay but i know why because people like boba fett so you can unmute your mic now i'm done excellent <laughs> i agree with everything you said you weren't listening to anything i was saying i was listening uh, i was sure I was whatever hey <laughs> moving on forces of destiny oh wait is- wait 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 <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you, 
you missed the face he made and then no you can I, and not it's not a rant it's it's an observation about this book okay so as i said the Thrawn, the novel, ends with Vader and Anakin meeting for the first time as Vader and as Vader, of course. He's met as Anakin. But this book, so that, and that book takes place right before season three of Rebels. So if this book has Thrawn and Vader together teaming up, then it has to happen after season three of Rebels. So I, I'm wondering, does this happen between season three and four? Or does it happen after season four? And if it's after season four, then that means Thrawn lives! Hooray! Yay! Your hot blue boyfriend lives. He's not my hot blue boyfriend. I just, he's a good villain and I want him to live to villain another day. <laughs> <laughs> and he can die during the original trilogy. He can die at Endor, like... What, whatever but he could, i really want him to come back afterwards and now i'm done excellent <laughs> as i was saying forces of destiny is getting a comic <laughs> treatment from idw that was so passive aggressive <laughs> uh yes uh forces of destiny getting a uh, comic treatment and there's a lot of great names uh involved here uh jody hauser elsa I'm so bad at names. <laughs> Elsa, sh I'll I'll help you. Yes, oh, thank you. I have to open the open the thing. Uh, Beth Revis, Devin Grayson, and Delilah S. Dawson are uh, slated to write. I would say that Char Charitier, Charitier, Elsa, that I'm sorry. <laughs> I am really bad at pronouncing names I've never heard before. I am too. Uh, um, and yeah. Ariana Florian, Ava Weiderman, uh, Val Valentina Pinto, Nicoletta Baldari will be uh, providing covers and interior art. So it is a great uh, woman-led lineup for uh, this comic series from IDW. Very excited to see that and uh, personally happy for Delilah Dawson to get to comic in Star Wars as well. Yes. Hooray. Yeah, yeah it looks it looks like it's going to be a, a fun project, and we, we have to watch Forces of Destiny. <laughs> we keep saying that. We're going to eventually. We're not neglecting this because we're not interested. We've just yeah. been really busy. Well, I mean, it's also like, it's, I, I don't, I don't think about it, like, because it's not on TV, you know, so it's not like, and like, it's not like the Star Wars show that comes out every week at a certain time. It's like... Oh, this episode is out. They're, they're they release a bunch of episodes like every day, and then it's just over with. So, mm -hmm. I mean, eventually, what we're gonna do is just sit down and watch them. We're all gonna in binge them. Yeah. Uh oh, and uh, speaking of New York Comic Con, there were a pair of publishing panels uh, mm -hmm. from the great folks at Delray. Uh, they are on YouTube. Head to Penguin Random House's uh, YouTube page, and you'll be able to find them there. Yes. Uh, one of them was uh just um the uh lucasfilm publishing panel that was in addition to the delray group uh disney press uh was involved with that one mm -hmm. um talking about the books that had come out in the last year or so stuff that's upcoming uh i think thrawn got announced at that one yes yeah, which so was you can... neat uh and there was also uh delray put on a panel for uh, all about from a certain point of view which was oh that was a lot of fun 
Uh, I think the highlight for me was uh, Jason and P- Jason Fry and Pierce Brown talking about uh, pilots. Yeah, I'm predictable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go check those videos out. They were great. Um, a lot of fun there. Uh, let's see. Moving on, um, Battlefront. Uh, there was a new single player campaign trailer, and for you prequel fans out there, it features Leia on Naboo. It does, and mm-hmm. also Luke somewhere. I don't know where Luke is. But the important thing is there's Luke. Yeah. So where is it supposed to... Do you know where that is? I think it's Endor, because he's wearing the Endor outfit. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, you're going to play this game, and I'm going to watch you. I am. <laughs> I'm going to start with the single player game. Yep. And I'm going to watch you. Excellent. <laughs> and you're going to tell me everything I need to know about canon and lore without me having to play video games. Fantastic. <laughs> And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Star Wars Rebels is back. Yes, and talk about um, not having a schedule and just releasing episodes out like all at once because two episodes a week and they're they're done for the first I half really season su- in mid-November. I'm really surprised they're rolling through this as fast as they are. Yeah, they're going to be done in mid-November. Um, I know in previous years they've they've gone on a hiatus, but it's been in sub- December. I wonder what the logic is behind just I don't know throwing this out there so fast. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I like having two episodes a week, but I also like having it, you know, drawn out and, you know, this is the last season, so it would like be nice to enjoy it. <laughs> but um so we had Heroes of Mandalore. Um, we were getting uh, next week's episodes are in the name of the Rebellion, and I am. I believe the first one was written by Gary Whitta. Yay! Yeah, I'm excited about that because uh, we see Saw and Mon Mothma facing off, which that's kind of cool. And uh, Hot Callus is back, <laughs> uh, and I am um, look. There was a uh, new little teaser on Disney XD Twitter, and. I'm excited about all the X-Wings. <laughs> Season four brings the X-Wings, and I'm excited. I'm really excited to see if they bring any new pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not going to count on it, because then I'll Wes be Jansen, disappointed. Wes Jansen, come on, Wes. But if Wes Jansen does show up, I will freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Jansen and Hobby are in the same like vicinity together. I'm going to cry. <laughs> and it's okay that Tycho's not there because Tycho wouldn't be there yet anyway. Right, right. Absolutely. He wouldn't be there. Nope. And a uh, final bit of news today. Today, uh, something wonderful happened on Twitter. <laughs> uh, the Star Wars Rep Matters hashtag broke out, and it was a big uh, sort of fandom-wide discussion of the importance of representation in Star Wars and other media. And mm-hmm. I, for one, am glad that discussion happened. You go, fandom. I am proud of you today. Yes. Yes. So, I, yes. I agree. Get on Twitter. Check out the hashtag. There's a lot of great discussion that's going on over there. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Big's bullshit, we've got some film news. Uh, hey, Han Solo is finally taking us to Karelia. Thank God. Ugh, <laughs> right? I love Ron Howard's little updates. And this is um, this was one I was really excited about. He said something about like keeping warm on cold Karelia nights. And I was like, wait, wait. Are we actually going to finally see Corellia? Like, even in the EU, we didn't go to Corellia very often. It was very rare that we were mm-hmm. there. 
And then when we were there, it was in either in the Carillion trilogy or like during Legacy of the Force, which mm. no thank you. <laughs> but um I'm I'm excited to see Carillia. And there was also a picture of Tandy Newton and possibly an Imperial outfit. Um who knows? So um yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The most important news, though, is Tag and Bink are canon. Yeah, I, I, I actually have no experience with Tag and Bink, so Aww. I have, I have no thoughts on this one. I mean, I think it's cool that they brought in these characters from a comic. Like that's kind of cool, but I have no experience with them whatsoever. So <laughs> I will, I will step back and not mock because I'm trying not to mock things I don't like because I just said earlier. That people shouldn't do that. <laughs> so I'm calling myself out. Tag and Bink are fun. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, and uh, it's finally got a title. It's called Solo. Yeah. Raise your hand if you're surprised. No one's hands are raised. Crickets. I mean, I-, I thought it was cute the way it was announced. Like, Ron Howard did a little video and he, he was like, can I say it? And, like, Chewbacca held him a sign, handed him a sign. But, I mean, I think, like... It's expected, like, it, they weren't going to call it Han Solo, a Star Wars story, but, like... I was hoping for Han Solo at Star's End. Yeah, I can understand why, though, because I think that would be too... That would be too much of a mouthful. Han Solo at Star's End, a Star Wars story. Or they could have just called it at Star's End. Yeah, but I... They wanted to get Han Solo I, in there. <laughs> I know, I I know. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, people don't know. Nope. The release date is still set for May 25th, 2018. <laughs> this is like the thing I like least about this movie is why, like, especially when they moved episode nine mm-hmm. to December. Now it's like this is messing up the everything. Right? Like, uh, I, it's messing up I'm everything. I'm not going to be done with The Last Jedi by the time this is I out. I know. Like, Last Jedi is going to be out in like april on video and we're all going to still be like dissecting it and there's going to be books coming out like the novelization comes out in march and then i'm sure there's going to be other books coming yeah. out like the rogue one books came out in may and I- i'm sorry once it's out on video i'm going to need to spend the next three months dissecting it frame by frame yeah and this is like we're overdue for a teaser for this movie mm-hmm. like if you go by the other like the other um if they the keep this release schedule i am betting they're slapping that teaser in the last Jedi. oh yeah and then no one's gonna care like i mean yeah that was great give me the last Jedi. Now. We're, we're gonna we're gonna see the trailer and we're gonna be like yeah this is great woohoo and then we're gonna watch the last Jedi and completely forget that there was a trailer and all of the discussions for the next month are gonna be about the last Jedi. and what did you think of the last Jedi? and dissecting it and pulling it apart and oh yeah, there was a Han Solo trailer on there. That was all right. I mean, maybe that's what they're banking on, like the general public. Mm-hmm. But I, I I worry that the general public might get tired if two Star Wars movies in five months. I mean, like you think, oh my God, who would ever who would ever say no to that? And like we wouldn't. Those are closer together than Marvel movies yeah. tend to be. I mean, we wouldn't get tired of it, but like you know. John Q. Public is going to be like, wasn't there just a Star Wars movie out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, one a year like, is is great. Please, but. I beg you, push it to December. Just dominate the holiday <laughs> box. I love Christmas Star Wars. I love Christmas. I know. I was sad because I'm like, Star 
flowers and belongs in May, but then it actually came out in December, and I was like, this is great. I like this. This is fun. So, yeah. uh, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Let's forget about Han Solo and talk about Flesh, should I? <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was a trailer last week that came out during the worst Monday night football game ever. <laughs> Brian's twi- tweets that night were fun. Because you were making fun analogies for people who don't know that football. That game was the handbook for mortals <laughs> of Monday Night Football. Yeah. That game was so, so bad. I, I'll take your word for it. For you uh, English listeners out there, that was like watching uh, two bottom-of-the-table teams go at it for two hours. It was terrible. Yeah. Just awful. <laughs> I, Horrible. Yeah. But yes, trailer. Trailer. First things first, the tickets are now on sale. Yes. We got ours. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. And uh, we only have two shows. This is weird, but we just well, got movie pass. Yeah, so. we're, we're doing movie pass this time around, so we didn't buy an entire weekend's worth of tickets. We're going to be uh, going to the theater uh, day of to yeah. get in there. Theoretically. We're, we, we need to keep an eye on the Fandango to make sure that the seats are still available. So. Yes, yeah. So we'll have an elaborate scheme set up <laughs> so we can make that work. Yeah. Uh, um, but also, yeah, there's a poster. That poster is great. They released the poster um, before the trailer came out, and it w- it's it's really good. I like it a lot more than, than uh, the TFA poster. Yeah, it's it's definitely good. I I liked the Rogue One poster, um, and this one is this one is definitely on that level. Um, I, I kind of like the teaser poster more um, that we got at Celebration Anaheim, but this one, you know, it has more of the characters on it, so it's it reminds me of the pre the prequel era posters because those I, I I liked all of those posters and they were more you know they were drawn and you know. I think Drew Struzan. Yeah, they were Drew Struzan posters. So, um, but yeah, I like this one. And Luke is looming in the background and everyone's like, oh my God, that means he's evil because that's what villains do. Y'all just jumping at shadows trying to make sure Luke's evil, aren't you? He's not evil. Stop trying to make Luke eagle. It's not going to happen. (laughs) So yes, and then there was a trailer. And like, so, you know the behind the scenes video? Mm-hmm. I'm always surprised at the start of it because it starts with like a ringing and I think it's an ad for like like schools, like a school back to school thing. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is part of it. Oh, no, no, no. Didn't anyone tell you this is now a John Hughes film? <laughs> well, and then this trailer starts with like Kylo looking out at some assembly line. And so every time it starts, I'm like, oh, this is the trailer, <laughs> you know, Um so yeah, um, I guess initial impressions of the trailer. What it, what what did you think? I gotta be honest, I didn't like it at first. <laughs> you that's what you you turned to me and you're like, I don't know if I like it, and I went, oh no, because <laughs> then then that would be a problem. <laughs> no, because- I mean if they if that trailer plays straight, then the movie's gonna do a lot of things that I'm eh, on. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of things in the trailer that I'm super iffy on, and like, I think, I think you know, this is for the last Jedi. I am really 
trying hard not to have any expectations whatsoever or like theorize, which is going to be funny in like 15 minutes when I'm speculating about all the things that happened in the trailer. <laughs> but like, I honestly really haven't thought much about like trying to put things together in the trailer and stuff because I... I know my expectations are going to be so high and I don't, I just want to sit back and enjoy watching Luke Skywalker, like, and not have it like, this is what I want him to do. And this is how I want him to act. Like, I just want to watch Mark Hamill be Luke Skywalker and enjoy it. And then afterwards I can like write fanfic and make things the way I want it to be. <laughs> when in doubt fanfic fixes all there is really only one thing from this movie that i want to happen 100 percent, and if it does not happen i will be mad and it might make me not like the movie and that's gonna be if we don't see luke and leia together in this movie because then it can't happen period so I'm really hoping that they weren't waiting for episode nine to have the Luke and Leia reunion because then we won't have it. Mm -hmm. And that would be very... It would be tragic is what it would be. Yes, because when they announced the sequel trilogy, like one of my first thoughts was we're, we actually get to see Luke and Leia being siblings, you know, like because we don't really get that in Return of the Jedi. You get that one scene with them and then you get, you know... The, their hug at the end but you don't see them actually so um so yeah i i liked the trailer but it was definitely one of those things where like i need to watch it again mm -hmm. and there were things that it was doing that i was just kind of like eh, eh. like right at the bat like the end like People are think people and automatically were like, "Oh my God, Ray's gonna turn dark and go with Kylo," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> I, I think it was Dunk over at Club J who encapsulated uh, <laughs> what that really was, though, with the uh, Mad Max Free Road gif of Max looking up, pointing, and saying, "That's bait." <laughs> yes, it was. It is 100. Um, so, question: Do you think that's real? Do you think that ha like I'm not saying that they that they splice stuff together like do you think like this those scenes are actually that actually happen in the movie or are they visions? <laughs> because when I just watched it before we podcasted, my thought was the Ray line is real. That one that one I think is real. I, I think the Kylo bits of vision. I yeah, I don't know why. Like I just got that as like it seemed very Vader in the cave to me. Yeah. Um No, I agree. I, I've also heard people theorize that he is reaching out his hand to Leia, which would be interesting. And I would like that because I I, I would like to see him and Leia interact as well mm -hmm. in this movie. Um but yeah, and people have done anal has have analyzed the way those scenes look and like basic basically thinking that they're composites of two of two different scenes um because of like the lighting and everything. Um so yeah, I I don't think Ray is asking Kylo to show her her place. I think she's asking Luke. Mm -hmm. Um 
or or Finn, maybe, but I, I think Luke. Also in that scene, she's still wearing her resistance yeah. outfit. Yeah. And um like it's she for her to turn dark makes no sense. Mm-mm. Like there's nothing in it. Like there was there was that moment where she was like, you know, ready to strike down Kylo after she beat him. And like that would be a moment where you could say, okay, you need to rein in your anger. But there was nothing to say like, oh, she's going to turn dark. And like the la- the she said, you're a monster. Like that's what she she said to Kylo. You're a monster. She saw him kill the only mentor she mm-hmm. ever had until I mean, now. There, there is no way you can convincingly write her happily working with Kylo. Yeah. I want, I, I actually have really come around in that I, I want to see that happen. Like, I want to see them end up teaming up. Like, I just think that would be really interesting. It's, it's not something we've seen in a Star Wars movie before where a hero and a villain have to team up to take down the larger villain. Um, and it would be interesting because I do, I do think they're setting up a Kylo Redemption story. And I think it would be much more palatable if it started to happen in this movie and not just wait until the end of episode nine to yeah. happen like with Vader. No, I agree. I totally agree. Um, but I mean, to see him like one of the things that I, I heard today on a different podcast, they were um, saying like that. Um, oh, it was Rogue Patron. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, what? I'm like trying to think, what did I listen to today? Hey, Padron. How you doing? What did I listen to about talking about that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, Padron. So, um, yeah, that they think uh, that Kylo isn't going to kill Leia. And that's going to be sort of like the impetus for him to like go to Rey and like want to take down Snoke. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like that would that would be really really interesting and i i would really like to see that um and also because i want to see luke and kylo interact as well so like the all all three of them going up against snoke would be amazing oh yeah (laughs) and you know i i definitely don't want luke to die (laughs) i don't know why people think luke's gonna die in this movie like if if he's gonna die in any movie it's gonna be the next it's gonna be the last one yeah like I mean, if, if you if you're saying this is modeled after the original trilogy, you've got Obi Wan dying in the first movie and Yoda dying in the third, um, and also like Yoda died because he was old of natural causes. Luke Luke isn't <laughs> Luke has is young still. He he's not gonna die of natural causes. So like it would he would have to go out like sacrificing himself or. Having a bad guy kill him, and it's like we've already ha- had Han Solo die. Mm-hmm. Like, We're gonna do some back-to-back movies. I, 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 whenever someone brings this up, I always like to remind them there are fates worse than death. If you're looking for dark, mm-hmm. there are ways that Ryan Johnson can hurt you more than killing Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like I mean, and I, I just feel like it would be stupid for him. Like he's been in exile for for we don't know how long. And he comes back and like he dies like right that that's it's stupid like I don't and like there's 
there's no reason for him to die. Like, he, no story reason. And, like, I have no problem with characters dying. Like, we've argued about the characters in Rebels who need to die because of what we know about the original trilogy. And as much as we hate it, that's the story that happens. But, like, this is, we're not, there's nothing in the sequel trilogy that says that Luke needs to die. Like, Rey, Yoda, and Obi-Wan needed to die so Luke would be by himself when he faced evil and won. Um, you know, during the Death Star, yeah, he he faced the evil, but he had help. He was, you know, he had his wingmen and he had Han. Um, in Empire, he lost. I mean, like, he, he survived, but he lost that battle. Um, Rey has won. Rey beat Kylo. You know, Rey survived. Rey, Rey was the victor. She, you know, she needs Luke to help train her and refine her skills, but she doesn't need, she already had the, the person who was her mentor, like, go, like, die in front of her, and, like, Luke needed Yoda to die so he would be the last of the Jedi and be on his own. Rey is not going to be the last of the Jedi. Luke is the last Jedi. And she's already like she's already won. She defeated the dark side. She's been by herself for how many years? So like I don't I don't feel like she needs that. She doesn't need the solitary experience in these films. She's already had it. Yeah. And it would be much more interesting to see her find her people and like find her new family and all of that. So yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh anything else you want specifically to talk about cuz I'm I'm watching the trailer and the <laughs> on silence. <laughs> um okay. So I guess we can talk about Luke the, the different segments of the movie. Like there's definitely going to be a big part with Luke and Ray on Octo. Well, and, which I'm so excited for. Yes. And that was pretty much like one of the focuses of the trailer was Ray and um Ray and Luke on Octo and like Luke I do want to hone in on something. Yes. Um I forgot I had act other yes, notes the, on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Luke talking about power and how uh-huh. it didn't scare me enough then it does now. Mm-hmm. I've got a conspiracy I've got a theory that he's not talking to Ray. Who do you think he's talking to? I think he's talking to a force ghost. I would be all for that. And Ray can't see it, so Ray is like, "What the shit, crazy <laughs> old man?" I would be all for that. Like, I think that would be interesting. I, you know, I am not one of the people who's been like, "We have to see Anakin's force ghost," but I, I, I think in this man, I think in this setting it would it would, work, it would work really well it would work also um i believe that there was like some talk of frank oz being in london at some point do you I, remember that i recall there was something about frank oz doing something in london and i mean everyone was like oh he might just be visiting the set which is you know, 100% plausible. He might have just been visiting the set. I mean, he's Frank Oz. He can do what he wants. But, like, 
to like see Luke talking to Yoda. How amazing would that be? That would be so amazing. Or yet, what or, if- or 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 Anakin. Right, like, but what if that line is directed to Force Ghost Yoda or Force Ghost Anakin? Or both. Or both. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Yeah. It would be awesome. It would be really... And, and Ryan, you know, they said this movie is going to be weird. So, you know, the, I mean, the, only, like- the only sadness is, is, is that... Is that Obi-Wan can't be yeah. there unless they use like archival footage of Alec Guinness and like use Ewan's voice. Or they hand wave. Suddenly we have younger. Oh Obi-Wan. man, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He's been like, shit, you can look like that? Well, damn it, I'm gonna look like this. <laughs> hey, if they can replace Sebastian Shaw. <coughs> yeah. Um So wait, I guess we can say. I actually found I had notes on my phone where I was <coughs> thinking of this is so the the trailer starts off with Snoke talking. Who who is he talking I'm to? I'm not so convinced it's Kylo. I'm not convinced either. Because the trailer ends with a shot of him like torturing Ray. I think maybe that's from the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's talking to Ray and he's saying, When I fir- when I found you so we all know that I want Ray to be Luke's daughter. <laughs> that's what I wanted from the story. It's, I don't think that's what's going to happen. If it happens, I will c- jump out of my seat in the theater and cry and scream. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. So I will write my fanfic where that happens. And I think it's a misstep because I I think it should be. But I am starting to theorize that Ray was either born in the First Order or she was one of the children that Brendel Hux was going to kidnap um, and and bring to the First Order, like Finn. Um, I think Rey was supposed to end up like Finn and somehow, you know, Snoke got a hold of her power and then her parents got her out and dumped her and had someone dumped her on this planet and then died and can never bring her back. And I think that would be really interesting because it would give her a nice parallel to Finn. Um, And, you know, it would, you know, we, we have like, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting parallel between the Jedi taking children in the prequels and now the first order taking children, you know, and how that how that mirrors each other. But that's that's sort of my theory. And it, a lot of it comes from stuff in Phasma. Um, you know, in, in Phasma, Brendel Hux crashes on Phasma's planet. He's out like scouting for, you know, first or- kids, you know, kids to bring to the first order. So it just that just kind of like sparked my curiosity and then this this voiceover of when i found you i was like i think he's talking to ray yeah and um and that's why you know when you know kylo says what girl and like you know snoke is like what girl you know it would kind of make sense so that's my theory i i'm actually in total agreement with you on that theory i think he's talking to ray hurrah hurrah we may be wrong about like where she comes from but mm-hmm. 
Um, next question. Who is Ray talking to? Which line? Um, what the, she does her voiceover of like, there's always been something inside me. That's, that's gotta awake. be Luke. It's gotta be Luke. And that's why I think her line at the end is also to Luke. I think those are maybe all from the same scene of please help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, like we see in the trailer, he is not up for this. Like he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to have he, anything yeah, to do with it. He clearly her. wants no part of this. Yeah. And, um, I, I I hope, I have a feeling that that's only going to be for a little bit of the movie. And then it's going to be like, okay, you know, I need to train her. And I, I feel like because as scared as Luke is, like, what what other choice does he have? Like, if he doesn't train her, she's going to go off and do it on her own and that could be just as bad mm-hmm. and then if Snoke gets his hands on her that's gonna be really bad um, it's like you know in the in Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon brings Anakin to the temple and they're like we're not gonna train him and Qui-Gon's like what and I'm like they're like they're scared of what he's gonna become and I'm just sitting there going but if you don't train him then what will happen <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah i i we're we're in agreement yes okay um so we both you know we both agree that the the there's misdirect at the end what about the scene with leia and kylo i think that one's actually played straight yeah I think that I think that comes really early in the film, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps as Resistance is evacuating Dakar. Yeah, and I think he is—he's got her ship lined up in his sights. Mm-hmm. He uh, is trying to will himself into pulling the trigger, and just because I think it's that early, something gets in the way. He doesn't get the shot off. Yeah, but I think I think that's played. I don't know well, if it's. I, 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 I think the idea is played straight. Yes. I think that um, I think that the scene of Leia in there may happen later, but the the concept yeah. is played straight. I think the scene. I think the Leia stuff is actually pr- before, mm-hmm. like as they're as they're actually launching from the planet and getting ready to go to hyperspace. Like I think like she is sensing the First Order's arrival. Like she's sensing that Kylo is coming, and like. It would wouldn't it be cool if like after that like her like she, you know like think of Empire when she's sensing Luke and then she's like we have to go back like imagine her being like they're coming and everyone's like what and she's like we need to leave now mm-hmm. and then the first order shows up yeah but no I the scenes may be out of order mm-hmm. a little and they don't necessarily line up like they do in the movie but I think that is played straight yeah uh, Kylo is has. Leia lined up yeah. for a shot. Yes. Um, something there's a lot of focus on the first order, whatever that first order ship is. Um, their you know their base, whatever Kylo is looking out at. Um, there's a lot of crate, which looks really cool. Um, there's like a scene of Kylo marching in with with uh, snowtroopers. There's a scene of the walkers going across with Kylo's shuttle coming in, which is, I'm guessing, when he's going to land. And this is why I'm thinking, like, maybe that scene with the fire is him with Leia. Um, or, you know, just 
because I'm I'm thinking it happens at the end near the end of the movie because his space scar, his space bandage is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I love the way that planet looks and like the uh the whole um the whole uh like I guess crystal interior crystal part was really cool looking. Yeah. Oh, and there's a scene where Kylo like smashes in his helmet and like goes crazy and I'm like, dude <laughs> Settle down. Yeah, but it looks like he destroys his helmet and then he's he's gone. Like that's you know, that is you know he's gonna be without the helmet for the rest of the movie. Which again is why I think like he is they're they're totally like playing up to redeem him because you know ray says you know it's hard you know she says something about a a creature in a mask and then he takes it off you know he destroys it he's no longer the creature in the mask he's a human being Mm -hmm. uh let's what What do you think of the force books it's got to be the journal of the wills right yeah and i'm wondering like where did Luke did Luke find them on Octo or did he find them elsewhere or did they go elsewhere? Of all the things in this movie I'm super curious about, this might be the thing I'm most curious about. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh yeah, I I want to know more about yeah. the I want to know so much about those books. Just tell me everything about the books. <laughs> um Luke says, you know, I've I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Um, I have seen so many theories about who he's talking about. And I feel like for this one, I think people are trying to make it too complicated. And yeah, this part, it's yeah. Occam's Razor and it's Kylo. It's Kylo. Yeah. We're both in agreement there. Yeah, I mean. it Maybe it's Vader, but most likely it's Kylo. Well, and like the, the thing, the. The thing is the word raw. Mm-hmm. Like Vader was not raw. Vader was trained. He he you know he was a Jedi and he was a Sith. Palpatine was not raw. Like I feel like raw in this case means untrained. And you know the only people that he would have seen untrained would have been would have been Kylo or any other apprentices, but I mean who else would it be that it would scare him, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and and I, I think I think that line, I think people are saying, oh, he's going to like, he's, he's not going to want a trainer. And that was like my first impression that made me kind of upset because I really hate the whole idea that Luke is a coward, that he's scared. But I feel like, so... Everyone says fear is of the dark side, you know. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. I don't think it's fear, I think it's respect. I don't, I mean, it might be fear, but I think in this part, in this case, it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't scared enough of what Kylo could do. Like, it's it's like respecting the water, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, respecting the power of the water. He's like, this is so much force power like, I don't think he's, like, when he says it does now and he turns away, like, I don't know if he's necessarily turning his back on her so much as he's going to find answers. Like, what if that's when he goes to, like, get the books and be like, we need these, you know, 
or something like that. Yeah. Because um, the way it cuts to her looking dejected, but I don't know if that's the same scene, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just don't like my idea that he's talking to a fourth girl. Well, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a... Oh, for this one, you yeah. think he's talking... It, oh, yeah, that would be... Yeah. I mean, and that, that would be a really good thing of him saying, it does now. I'm going to get these books, you like, know? I, I even have it in my head that there's this <laughs> clever camera panning that Ryan could do. So Ray's looking on from one camera angle, and she sees just Luke talking to himself like a crazy old hermit. Deathly Hallows part yes, one. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, the yeah, Snatchers. Exactly, the Snatchers. <laughs> and then camera rotates, and suddenly you're from Luke's perspective, and there's a force ghost. Oh my god, I would freak out. <laughs> That'd be great. People would, I think people would die. <laughs> be so clever, I'd yeah. love that. But one of the things, like, people have been saying, like, what if he... So another theory that came up of this is what if he's not talking about Kylo, but he's talking about Rey, and Rey was the one who destroyed the temple. And first of all, that doesn't work out timeline-wise. I think it's an interesting theory. Mm -hmm. um, it would let her be a Skywalker, because. but then why would he bash her away on Jakku if she's a Skywalker and he's like, she's done this? Um, someone else would have had to do that. Um, but also, like, Han says in The Force Awakens, an apprentice, a boy, turns against him, destroyed it all. He specifies that it was a boy. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely talking about He's definitely about talking Kylo. about Kylo there. That's reading way too much into yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and while I think it, you know, the idea of... Bray destroying the temple is interesting. Like, that's how much her power is. Like, I I don't think that is. Mm -mm. And I think, you know, people, it's obviously what he's talking about is whatever happened to the temple because we see him then with the temple on, what we're assuming is the temple on fire and his hand coming out. Um, But... Do you so? Do you think that's that's what that is? That's part of a that's part of a flashback. I think that's part of a flashback because he is. So they show that scene and then him falling to his knees with R two. So the question is: Is that his flashback or is that Ray's flashback or is that Kylo's flashback? Oh, oh! <laughs> I like the third possibility. Me too. I like that a lot. Me. Like, I know a lot of people don't want Kylo to turn good because they've, you know, we've seen it before, you know, Nestor, they don't, they don't like him or whatever, but I just feel like the best storytelling potential is with him not necessarily turning good, but turning not evil, <laughs> neutral, I guess, is a, is a way to put it, like, I don't know if he can ever be like 100% redeemed. I could see him turning away from Snoke and then exiling himself. I want redemption. That I want that comic. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so another thought I had about this is does Luke leave Octo ever? <laughs> God, I hope so. I hope so too. I'll be so mad if he stays on that island because I want I want him to like 
<laughs> I want him to leave. I well, a I want him to see Leia, but like if he if it ends if he ends up staying there, I'm gonna be so mad through the whole entire movie and just like crossing my fingers that like he shows up at the end. <laughs> I mean, here's how it could work. Uh, he stays there. Then towards the end of the movie, when all is lost, an aging Incom T-65 soars through the air, (laughs) fires a torpedo at like an AT-AT. He bursts out of it, lightsaber ablaze. (laughs) You'd have to carry me out of the movie. (laughs) Because then I would have the two things I want to see, Luke in an X-Wing and him fighting. I don't even care if he loses uses his lightsaber. Like everyone says, "Oh, I want to see him in like the green." And yeah, I would. You know too. that scene in the Clone Wars where Palpatine just wipes the floor with uh, Maul and Savage yes. Press just by sticking his hand out. Well, here's what I want. It's um so there's a scene in the Unifying Force that I love, and it's when Luke and Jaina and Jason are climbing up their way up Shimmerous Citadel on Coruscant, and like. Jason is thinking about like reflecting on how Luke is fighting and it's like he like he's an extension of the lightsaber and like and then like Luke turns and asks him like which way to go because Jason can like sense the Vong and the line is he wasn't even breathing heavily and so that's like my mind of like Luke Skywalker Jedi Master right there is like I want to see something with that power. Just imagine kind of light side, the light, light side version of Vader yes. in Empire. When Rogue One, mm-hmm. that's what I want. I want light side Luke in like that, just, th- that scene. Just stalking forward. I don't. And owning the place. I, I want to see. And um, there's that scene in. I haven't even read this book. I'm outing myself here. But the scene in, I think it's Inferno, in the Legacy of the Four series, when Luke confronts Jason. Jason has turned to the dark side by this point. And he basically uses the Force to keep him in a, pinned into a chair while he, like, sort of lectures him. And, like, just, like, that raw, like, that, that, that strength in the force and like he doesn't even have to do anything he just shoves him and keeps him in that chair like just an immense power but it's scary because he's deeply calmly in control yes and uh, another thing i'm like saying all these things that i would like and it's like any of these i'd be happy with is the thing i've always wanted to see is like luke and snoke fighting like Voldemort and Dumbledore in the end of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Like not no lightsabers, just force. Like I think that would be super cool. Um so yeah, we we are agreement we both want him to leave Octo. Yes, absolutely. Needs to leave Octo Needs at some to point. Leave Octo. Get off Octo. <laughs> um there's a lot of space battle stuff which is cool. Yay! I, I'm assuming this is all like Poe seems to have a lot more to do this movie. I hope so. I mean, he's not in the trailer much, but he there's you know he has this really inspirational line about you know the spark that brings the first order down <laughs> and like uh, I'm like oh yay Poe. Um, so um, he oh and how cute is the porg? <laughs> I love the pork. 
So yeah, there's there's a you know there's a really really good shot of Poe. He he looks smoldering, and then we finally see Finn. He's in his first order disguise, and he is fighting Captain Phasma. Oh, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Like, and it looks like wherever they are is like blowing up around them. So like, I'm really wondering like. One of the things, like, this trailer is, it it created a more questions for me, because I'm trying to think of how, how you know see... It's a, that's how you know it's a good trailer, because I walked away from that tra- from the trailer feeling like I knew less. Yeah, like, because I'm trying to figure out, how do all these scenes go together? What's the order of them? Like, How does this all fit together? How does it fit with stuff we've already seen? What in the world? Because I'm assuming Crate is, like, the climax at the end, but... We know John Boyega is there because um, we saw him behind the scenes clip and we saw him in like the in resistance. Costume. In the yeah. resistance. Well, also, he was in a, a flight suit. A, there's a shot of him in a bomber yeah. on crate. But then, he, you know, he was here with Phasma and I'm like, when does this when does, happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And, and they don't. So I know a lot of people were, you know, upset that they didn't show anything of Rose, which, yeah, they, you know, that was a bummer. They didn't show anything of Rose. But then I'm thinking, I'm like, they didn't show anything of any of the new characters. We didn't see Laura Darn as Holdo. We didn't see Benicio del Toro as, D- as DJ. We didn't see uh, Rose or Paige. Um, you know, we didn't see Kelly Mertran or. Um, which, okay, here's my criticism of, of the trailer. <laughs> What are you doing not having Rose in there? Come on. Well, that's why I was thinking, I'm like, why is she not in there? But then I'm like, but they haven't had any of the new characters in there. And I'm like, are they are they just trying to keep them all like a total, like, just to try to keep that, not, not necessarily secret, but like, if you think about it, all the stuff we see in this trailer is stuff that is like, continuation from the last movie you know like the ray and her training kylo's conflictedness you know finn versus phasma which is you know taking off of the the last movie so i'm wondering if like this trailer doesn't really show anything new like as far as like like any of the stuff on canto bite or you know whatever holdo is up to so i'm really like that's why I'm saying, like, I still feel like we don't know really anything about this movie because we don't know what those plots are. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm just more confused now. <laughs> I have a <laughs> lot I'm, of really cool looking stuff, but I'm really I'm confused. And I'm trying to think of, like, how it all goes together. Like, where do they go from? Like, we're assuming they evacuate from Dakar in the beginning, but we don't know. And then we're assuming they go to Crate. But then there's also this mission to Cantobite. And where does that fit in? And, like, what is Poe doing? Um. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, so so confusing. Um, the one thing I, I I didn't mention before was like when we were talking about Luke uh, leaving Octo. I I love that we've already had like Lucasfilm people pronounce that seven different ways. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm I'm hopeful that he does, if only because of the Oscar as a quote from Vanity Fair that is in my Twitter pinned tweet (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he's saying the scene towards the end and he might have meant the end of filming but i'm like why would oscar isaac be watching a scene with luke like why would he why would he be there 
I mean, he might just want to watch it. I mean, if, <laughs> he might just want to be on set to watch. Mark, but if Mark Hamill only filmed stuff... On Octo. I mean, they didn't send everybody to Ireland. No. For all of that stuff. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, I, not, and again, not everything was shot on Skellig Michael. They recreated it on the coastline Yeah, in but Ireland, they were in Ireland. But they did not send yeah. everybody to Ireland. Yeah, and why would he be talking about that, like... like it seemed like he was talking about an action sequence. Mm-hmm. And I know I know Luke was talking or Luke. Mark Hamill talked about filming a night night scene, a night fight. So um one last thing before we go. This is my theory. <laughs> so, Fire away. So um Luke says this is not going to go the way that you think. Um so without you you know my theory, but what what do you think like before before that what did you think he was talking to like i think the general assumption was that he was talking to ray Mm -hmm. about her training or something like involving like her force uh test or Mm -hmm. trial or whatever did you have any like thoughts about that initially i thought ray but uh then i switched over to kylo yeah, so I've heard, like, I've seen different things of that it's, like, a flashback, Luke talking to Kylo. I don't think it's a flashback. I think he's talking to Kylo, but I think he's talking to Kylo in the present day. Um, so one of the rumors, and, you know, we you, Brian and I don't follow spoilers, so we have, you know, no idea if this is actually true, is that, um, that the, the Kylo is going to come to Octo. And this would make sense because Adam Driver was with Daisy Ridley and Mark Hamill when they were filming in Ireland. Um, so that, you know, that would seem like Kylo Ren is there. <laughs> um, so and that also begs the question of when does all this stuff happen? Because if he's with the resistance, like if he's fighting the resistance, how does he then get talked to <laughs> unless he finds information and then goes there? Mm-hmm. But anyway, point being, Luke says it's not going to go the way you think. I think he's talking to Kylo and I think he's talking specifically about him trying to recruit Ray to join him and kill Snoke. Um, because... I'm thinking of, like, what could he be saying to Kylo? Like, Kylo has already turned. Kylo has already turned to the dark side. Kylo has already killed Han Solo. There's there's really nothing for Luke to say, this is not going to go the way you think, that, like, Kylo... What, what, what else could he be saying? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. But... If Kylo comes and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to kill Snoke. I need your help. Luke is going to be like, listen, I've, <laughs> I know how this happens. <laughs> like, I, you know, I was Ray. I was the pawn that they were trying to, that they were both trying to get. You know, Kylo wants to be Vader. You know, that is very obvious. He wants to be Darth Vader. What happens to Darth Vader? He spends all the empire trying to find Luke. We find out like that he they he convinces Palpatine to turn him instead of kill him, and then we find out why because he's a son. He's like, "Join me, and we'll destroy the Emperor." Luke's like, "No," and Ray is definitely going to do the same thing. Ray is not going to go along with him and join the dark side. Then 
Luke surrenders um, in Return of the Jedi. Him and Vader fight. Um, he defeats Vader, and then Snoke is like, okay, or Snoke. <laughs> Palpatine is like, all right, uh, kill your father and take his place on my side. Um, and, of course, that doesn't happen. Um, but that did happen with Anakin and Dooku. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing happened. Luke knows what happens when Darksiders are trying to turn against each other and when they try to, when the apprentice Darksider tries to recruit a newbie to take, to defeat the master. That's, it's, he knows, he's like, listen, Ray is not going to turn to the dark side. Ray is going to beat you. And then Snoke is trying to try to get her to kill you. This isn't going to go the way you think. I've been there. I saw it with my own eyes. I lived it. It's, you know, you're not going to defeat him, you know, and just magically go off into the sunset. And that's why I'm hoping, like, all three of them end up working together. Um, And, you know, it would be interesting for him and Rey to team up. But I think Luke is going to be like, listen, you need to be careful because... You don't want to end up like Darth Vader. <laughs> like, didn't end well for him. No, I mean, he, you know, Luke. If Luke, Luke could have very easily killed him. So, you know, I think, I think it's a warning of, you know, you think this is what you want, but he will turn against you, and that goes with what um, Han said to Kylo on the bridge of. Um, you know, he said, Snoke is using you. When he's through with you, like, he'll destroy you. And I think, like, that goes perfectly with all that. So, mm-hmm. I like that theory a lot. That's my theory. Mostly because I want them to conf- have a confrontation. And I just, <laughs> just want to see Mark Hamill act. Uh, finally... The thing, the last scene, not the last scene, but we see Snoke with his really crazy bathrobe. <laughs> what is he wearing? Um, and what is he doing? Like, he's torturing Ray. How the hell is this working? Is this like the force whammy he's putting on her? We've never seen anything like this before. Well, we've kind of seen it with uh, Kylo locking Poe in place. Oh, right. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, if he used that power. But like, I don't like I'm trying to think of what he's doing to her. And then I I thought of another theory of what if Ben Solo thought that he could confront Snoke on his own and ended up being corrupted? Because, you know, we're assuming he finds out about Vader after the events of Bloodline. And what if he's like, oh, my God, like I need, you know, freaking out that this is going to he's going to become like vader and then goes to try to confront snoke and instead snoke like ends up corrupting him somehow like arthas menethil in world of warcraft brian is giving me a side eye right now (laughs) listeners he wants me to be quiet and end the show so i will (laughs) no keep going (laughs) I mean, that was really, that was really, (laughs) um, but yeah, um, there were some more shots of Finn getting captured 
And I want to know, like, where was where was Rose when this happened? Um, does Rose get captured too, or does Rose come and save the day? Oh, I hope so. That would be so. That'd be great. <laughs> we discover. I just discovered how the cat ends up getting part of my um, treadmill thing that she plays with, and it's because she jumps up there and plays with it. <laughs> I bought a treadmill. And the cat is now playing with it. Oh, Maz. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts? Um, I really want to see this movie. Yeah. Is it uh, December 14th yet? No, unfortunately. Oh, I want to see it now. I know. I just want to see Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Like, I know. Really? Like, that's really all it is. Like, I just need to see it. I just need to see it and absorb it and make have it make me young again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. Don't forget, the $1 reward level is now access to the Patreon-exclusive Slack team. Uh, every little bit you, you get, you give us helps. It helps us pay for hosting. Uh, helps us get our podcasts out there. So, yeah. $1 Patreon-exclusive Slack. Patreon.com slash Tashi Station. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore Station. That's the official show account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we're the Tashi Station Network. We're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review. It does help us grow the show. Uh, You can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thank you for listening to another episode. We will catch you all next time to discuss from a certain point of view. Bye. So long. podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Draft Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh,